guys, welcome back to another episode of the Ike, <laughs> the Ike MMA podcast. And um, yeah, um, well, first of all, let me start by saying, Emmanuel, this, I'm not that I'm bitching or moaning or anything at all like that, but this podcasting thing can be hard, not necessarily not hard to do, but you want to keep up with the the um the scene where you're focusing on, especially for us, especially for me, I'm trying to focus on the UK scene and after the Irish scene. But it, everything yeah. moves so fast, not just with the events, the fights coming through. I mean, Cage Legacy, they seem to be adding a fight to the card coming up on April 10th, virtually every single day. There's a new fight, yeah. there's a new bout coming in. I mean, Declan's really working his uh, working his um his socks off. Um yeah, so um because I know it's your page which on Instagram. Why, yeah, which is why like my 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 page, for example, um I had to really stay on top of it and, and like I realized very quickly at the beginning I can't just do like one episode a week. That's not gonna fly over here. It's like so much to cover, so many people to talk to. There's absolutely no way that I could just yeah, stick to the one episode a week. It just wasn't gonna work. Mm-hmm. So that's why I have that high volume work rate where I try to get everybody on, speak to as many people as I can. Um yeah. and yeah, that seems to work better. Oh, that that's good. That's good. I can see your background and your merchandise. Um good indication that I should also start thinking of doing something like that for myself. Somebody put my logo in the background where I am. Um yeah, just to I, yeah add to that feel which is uh which is I'm gonna start selling these what do you think? No, no, it's nice. And the color red, black upon red, you know, the red on on its own. First of all, it's eye catching, which is a color that catches people atten- people's attention. Yeah. So um, yeah, that, that's sure. good. That's good. Um, uh-huh. So where should we start? Bellator. Bellator 275. Bellator, absolutely. <laughs> Let's um, go there, yeah. Um, I, can hear an, I can hear an echo at your ends. Are you sure maybe the feedback loop on the on the mic's not on or something? How do I fix that? I don't know. Do yeah, do how do I fix that? Okay, let me just re- kind of repeat what I said. Maybe you're hearing it because I think the um. Uh, well, can you hear me through the phone or can you hear me through your headphones? Because you really should be hearing me through no, your no, headphones. headphones. Yeah, headphones. Okay, you're not hearing me through your you're not hearing me through your device at all. Okay, okay, nope. good. Because you hear me through the, the device, then you might um, there might be an echo feedback. Um so yeah, um Kieran is fighting on um Bellator 275 at Dublin 3 Arena tomorrow. Um yep. and you're gonna be their cage side. So you're gonna be really, really, really busy. And um yeah, I try to look for what interviews he may have done before in the in the run up to the fight, but I couldn't find it. But after this fight, hopefully, if he wins, that's all going to change because his fight's been moved to the main card, so more eyes, yes. more attention, and a wider audience. So um, hopefully, after this fight, um, his name will hit the value name value of the value of his name in mixed martial arts, especially in Bellator on the Irish scene, will be boosted right up yep. there. So. Um, yeah, hopefully that will change a lot of things. Um, I the interview that I saw uh, with him, uh, just the the short press um conference he had before going um when the whole thing kicks off, um people were asking. One journalist did ask, um, you know, 
you seem to be quite an underrated fighter and I don't know a lot of people talking about you, not a lot of people know your name. And uh, I did kind of think that he, the journalist, was onto something because a lot of um, the um, guys fighting on the local scene who are really, really good, they're not given that due, um, that due credit, that due respect of, you know, just the due recognition for the work they do because they're very, very talented. They're very, very good. They're very good, entertaining mm-hmm. to watch fight. Yeah. And like, if you watch his last fight, he was at the main event of the prelims. So he was the top of the card of the prelims uh, in his last fight. And um, like, watching it from home, it literally looked like the whole roof had been like blown off. Everybody was like shouting and everything because the fight was so good. He was literally losing that fight. First two rounds, getting his ass kicked and he comes back in the third and snatches a submission win after eating flying knees to the face and elbows and like anybody else would have been knocked the fuck out and Kieran fought through it, gets the guy to the ground, grabs the submission, wins the fight. Like, yeah, that, that really set the pace for a, for a great main event after that. The crowd was like fired up and everything. Um, so yeah, so I can't wait to see him in action again for sure. And this is going to be my first time watching him in action, live. Because um, I've met him, I've met him before uh, at Cage Legacy and Clan Wars. Um, spoke to him and everything. So had him on a podcast a few times as well. So yeah, it's going to be cool to actually watch him fight. When I saw, I mean, I didn't see any source of posts on social media on instagram or anywhere to suggest that there were some sorts of preparations or discussions were happening about making a decision to move his bout to the main card i mean did that just oh, happen by accident no 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 uh what happened was peter Quilly got injured just last oh, week thank you i see and peter Quilly was supposed to be um the coming event and because of his injury his fight got scrapped so they had to move someone up from the prelims up. So what they ended up doing is because of the fight of Liam McCord versus Sinead Kavanaugh, that's literally the biggest fight ever, I think, in the Irish MMA scene. They decided to make that fight the coming event. Um, just because the way it was, it was the Gegar Mousasi, uh, and then it was Peter Quilly, and then it was Sinead Kavanaugh against Liam McCord. So that was the original order. So they moved Leah up and then they had a gap there to fill. Um, and yeah, I think they gave it to Kieran. So Kieran is going to be third fight from the top nice, of the card. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. Which is really, really huge for him. Huge. Absolutely huge. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. I wanted to get him onto the show uh, this week, but he said that for this week, I think, Probably you've interviewed him already this week. Uh, he said that the, for this week, his kind of things are fixed, so his schedule's fully booked. So hopefully, after after the fight, he I can get him on. And um, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I, I thought actually it might be better to get him on after the fight because in the run up to the um, actual event, he'd be focused, be dead focused, and just on getting and prepared, and just yeah, on on winning. Yeah, so, but fighters, like, so. the week of the fight, you got to understand, that's the week of the fight that gets the most attention for fighters. 
Yeah. So it's also the week that they do the most media. It's the week that they get the most interviews done and everything else. So um, don't be thinking you're hassling them or whatever. Or it's a new. You see, you say, like you that. say, I you still have, have like, I, I still have that feeling, and I, I'm not to the, the to just um, dismiss what you're saying. I do agree with everything you're saying, but sometimes you see, I send them a message and in, in, on Instagram uh, via direct message, and sometimes I get back to you. And I say, okay, I have to get back to you with the time. And then I think, okay, that's fine. At least you take into consideration my offer to come to my show. Excuse me. And um, then I don't get back to you and I think, should I disturb them again? You see, with Declan from Cage Legacy, I've been consistently messaging the guy. I know he's busy organizing his own event. It just All he would do is just like my message. And then I'm like, okay, is that because you're busy or that because you kind of just twang with me to just playfully to playfully say yes or no because i know he said to me in the past anytime any place i can do the do the interview but the first time we tried to do that he actually fell asleep and me and david are waiting we're waiting up until about 1 a.m for this guy to come on the show um right yeah but um yeah well that's the one thing that you're going to deal with but you know that's another topic of conversation um yeah, like I see, I see, I see that you think like you're, you're, you know, disturbing them or whatever. Like that's not the way to think about it. Um, you are helping them. You are promoting them. They're promoting the fight, the event. Uh, we're here for them. That's the way you should be looking at it. Um, and like, uh, yeah, you are gonna find fighters that can't make time, or you will find fighters that. They literally have so many requests that they have to prioritize. So if they look at, say, doing an interview for Virgin Media Sports or coming on the hike MMA, like, okay, I'll just go with Virgin Media Sports because that's an actual channel. Thousands of people are going to watch that versus hundreds of people. So there's hundreds versus thousands. Okay, I'll go with thousands. Um, So you got to consider that as well you know like if you get a huge podcast like severe mma um or the energized show yeah yeah versus mine or yours they are going to pick those other two podcasts because they are way bigger yes um and and so on so you got to consider that too if if it was you you would be doing exactly the same you'd be like i'm going to go with the biggest one that can give me the most coverage yeah um, of course, and yeah. then i'll worry about all the other small guys um and if I have time for those small guys, then I'll go there. And if I don't have time for those small guys, then there's always next time. Yeah, there's nothing to be offended by or, or anything like that. It's just the way it is, yeah. No, I, everything you're saying is correct. And in fact, one of the ways you said that you could, uh, that I should go about getting fighters in the show has actually worked most of the time. When you post um, maybe the content of them training or winning an event or one of their past fights or maybe one of the posters promoting an upcoming bout they do yeah. actually um, reply that they will like your repost your reshow they will kind of reshare what you've reshared with their content yeah. and actually last night one of those things actually happened by accident I actually um reposted and reshared a cage warriors bout that had been recently been announced and actually tagged the wrong fighter but actually he kind of turned it around and said uh, i'm not i'm not in that but I'm actually in this band he showed me a completely different um promotion from a completely different promotion um 
fighting promoter and I was okay uh, I said I said apologies would you like me to repost he said yeah yeah sure okay fine and um, I I did just that but I don't think I asked him to come into the show I probably did and he probably said yeah yeah I'd love to do that so um the stuff he said actually does work and these guys actually are not as they're not what they seem to be when you watch them fighting in the cage they're actually quite cool-headed and calm and collected and Noah Mannion he's a very good example of that though he's still very young but he's uh not the sort of brash sort of individual um, no but but like don't 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 even go any further like think about you you as a person right now right super nice guy Imagine you start training and in a year's time you think, fuck, I actually want to get in the cage and get competitive. Are you going to turn into an asshole just because you now have the tools to get in the cage and kick somebody's ass? No, no. you're still going to be you, right? So you're still a nice guy. You just have tools now to compete with somebody else. That's all. So if me and you are going to step in the cage and fight each other, I'm not going to change my persona just because I know how to. Like, so that's the way that's the way you, you, you should look at them. They are human beings, they are people. Yeah. They just have been training martial arts for years and years and years. And they are like light years ahead of me or you or but that's it. But if me and you were to go down that route, we could get there. You know, I'm not I'm not saying professional, but we could definitely fight in the amateur realm. And uh yeah, you're not gonna turn into someone else, I don't think, unless you are already. Uh, an asshole <laughs> and then yeah <laughs> mixed martial arts can then turn you into a, a humble person or you can just keep being an asshole I guess so uh, yeah you are gonna have always the exception but just think about yourself like how would you be if you had five years of training of MMA would you stop being a nice guy no like you're still gonna be a nice guy so yeah you gotta but- you gotta think about that, that that flip of the switch that I talked about like one or two episodes ago. Yeah. Where you can just flip that switch, get in the cage, kick ass, get out, turn it off, that's it. You're back to normal. I should ask you, and my God, this is gonna probably cost me it's gonna make the editing quite tedious, but I'll find a way of working around it. Your your device, it's uh, you might want to turn it sideways, unless if you prefer it this way. If you can do yeah, Hello. I make it might look a bit fuller, as in wider at your end. Yes, that's best. My God, the edit, <sighs> the editing might be a pain, but uh, I I work fun way of doing it. You can just cut the transition or just leave it. <laughs> no, I'll have to. Uh, yeah, but I have to crop the uh, do some cropping. But anyway, I'll find a way of working around it. Um, so, yeah, but this event, Bellator um, 275, it's two, Bellator 275, isn't it? Yeah, 275, yeah. Kier, the fact that Kieran is fighting on this card and he's got to know you and then maybe to extend me um, isn't the only reason why it's a big a big event, especially for you. It's a big event, especially for you, because you're going to be going there, you're going to be cage side. So, what, just yeah, take yeah, through yeah. it. Um, what's it? What What are the first things you, you can have to do um, when you get there? And just walk me through the whole experience. Right. Let's, let's I, I suppose, start with the beginning of how I got this, right? So, the reason why I got this was uh, the very first cage side event that I did, which was Clan Wars. 
uh, Clan Wars 39 and 40. Um, the MMA Island had a representative there. Um, for people that don't know MMA Island, it's like one of the biggest pages uh, of MMA media on Instagram, right? Um, so that's them. Oh, oh, it doesn't show. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because <laughs> that's of the what background. Those yeah, makeshift yeah, yeah. backgrounds yeah. do, I'm afraid. Oh, like no, that, that I can yeah. see. I can see that, but I've seen their page. They've yeah, got, so they have got like a massive following. Yeah, eighty-four thousand followers, and it was literally uh, the guy Donna Carbon that showed me the ropes, told me what to do, what not to do, how to pose, blah 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 blah. Because um, he had already watched some of my interviews, and uh, he told me he was a fan. He liked my style, this and that. Um, like we had, we had some common fighters that we had interviewed, like Andreas Binder. Um, he had interviewed them for MMA Island, and then I had interviewed them for the Prospect MMA podcast. Um, and that's how we followed each other's work, I guess. Um, so yeah, so MMA Island on that day gave my page a follow, right? Um, because they've seen that me and him were covering the same event. Um, and from that moment onwards, every time that I have like a professional fighter, ballot or UFC, whatever, um, they normally come on the live and they, you know, type some comments or whatever. Um, and yeah, so, so they have been following my work since then, which was July last year. So July, 2021. Uh, wow. Okay. okay. Um, and at the last Dublin event, or Dublin, they had nobody to go to because Donna Carbon got a full-time job at the Daily Mail in London. Um, so he's now a full journalist, full-time, living his dream. Congratulations to him. Mm. Um, so well he done. left that position from MMA Island. Yeah, the guy has like a degree in journalism and everything. So he's not like me, an amateur. <laughs> Listen, you know? some, things, some things you don't, from my experience, from what I can see now, some things, some really good jobs that pay really, really high salary, you don't need a degree. You really don't need a degree. I just know yeah, yeah, experience. Like, I don't consider me and him being in the same realm. He's like a journalist, proper journalist, and I'm a podcaster, really. Like, that's what I do. And then I can do, you know, face-to-face interviews, but I'm a podcaster mainly. Um, but anyway, um, I, I then got in touch, hustling, which is what I do. I got in touch with MMA Island. I told them, I've seen that you don't have anybody um, or you had nobody at the Dublin uh, event in November. Keep me in mind for the next one. If you guys need anybody to to go represent MMA Island, that kind of stuff, uh, let me know. Um, and yeah, they, they, they applied for the credentials on my behalf and uh, yeah, we got them. So I'm going to be there reporting for MMA Island this time. Um, the process, right? So that's what you were asking, like, what do I have to do and all that? I mean, I've got a... Pretty much... To, so I, yeah, so yeah. I was going to yeah, say, yeah. I've got maybe, say, a brief or somewhat of an idea of what to expect after going to the AFS event about two weeks ago now. So I think I have some idea of what to expect if I were in your shoes, but... I mean, Bellator is a proper, proper, well-known, established MMA fighting uh, promotion. Probably still a few steps behind the UFC, but still, it's a 
household name worldwide now. So especially in the US. It's only one step behind the USC. Well, yes, yes, I'll say that. And number two is Bellator. And then number three, you can make an argument between one championship and Brave, them two, I would say. Um, But they don't really compete that much, I would say, with them two promotions because the one championship is more focused on Asia and Africa. Yeah, yeah. Right? Their roster, if you look at their roster, um, and then Brave. Brave Brave is the one that's trying to go everywhere. So they've been in like 25 countries in like five years of existence. And they literally have fighters from all over the world. Uh, So they are the ones trying to come for that number two spot um, of the biggest promotion in the world. But but yeah, Bellator is just one step below UFC, just to to put that on the record. Um, Anyway, they, they, they... they literally told me, and 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 then Bellator told me something else. So Bellator said on the email, no videos allowed, and this and that, blah 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 blah, only photos. Da, 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 da. Okay, so I have like a huge email saying you can do this, you can do that, you can do this and that. But uh, if you do any of the things that you can't do, credentials out the window, you get kicked off of the of the of the event. So like this is like a serious professional event, right? Where Clan Wars say that I posted a 35 second video and they said I'm only allowed a 30 second video. Somebody would come and tap me on the shoulder and say, Hey, don't do that again. It's only 30 seconds, you know? Really? So there's a difference there, you know? Uh, no, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just giving the example like Clan Wars, nobody would kick me out, or Cage Legacy, nobody so, would kick yeah. me out if I make a mistake. But Bellator seems to be you make a mistake, you're out. Um, and you get your credentials revoked for future events, it says on the, on the email. Um, so, yeah, so this is like a proper, uh, I got to be careful of what I do kind of thing. So it's like a, a job, right? A job that I can be fired from kind of thing. Um, but yeah, so, so they literally told me, then the MMA Island said, go onto our page, check the Bellator 274, which is the one that just happened last week in the U.S., um and and check the highlights and this is what we want you to do so they went there they had a representative uh at that event um and to my surprise they were taking videos (laughs) and they were taking photos and they were like tagging the fighters and stuff so um i don't know if this is one of them cases where they just have to put that on the terms and conditions or something just saying no videos because it's being streamed on YouTube and because it's going to be on the BBC iPlayer and it's going to be on the version sports. Um, but then again, everybody can go on YouTube and watch it. So I don't really know what the difference is. Uh, but anyway, like I was saying, I'm going to get there. I'm going to see what everybody else is doing, which is what I did when I went to my first event at Clan Wars. So what everybody else is doing and then take the lead from there and Okay, if they are recording, then I can record them. Nobody's getting kicked out for doing that, and I'm not going to get kicked out for doing that, and so on. And if nobody's recording, then I'm not going to be the one recording either. Um, so yeah, but yeah, like uh, reporting the results is going to be the the main the main thing. Being active on on the MMA Island page, putting up the stories, the results, tagging the fighters, doing the same thing on Twitter. Um, 
yeah, that's it. That's the job. Mm. Okay. Try and get post fight interviews with the winners. That's another one. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Course, yeah, definitely. if I can run to the backstage, get the post fight interview, run back to the front for the next fight. Because there's actual gaps in between each fight. Yeah, yeah, right? of course, yeah. And, and and there will be adverts, so the TV break, right? You go into the adverts and everything, and then they come back and uh, all that. So I'm, as a journalist, that's kind of what you want, or as a reporter, whatever you call this job, uh, that's what you want. You want to have a, a break so you can go talk to the winner and then come back. And you're not worried about missing the next fight. You know you have a break, so you don't have to rush with the interview. You know you have like two or three minutes, four minutes, whatever, uh, to go and ask the questions. And yeah, from from like the first fight, which is Lee Hammond, uh, which I'm very excited to see him fighting. Top prospect, this guy. Um, you probably don't know him. Lee Hammond. Lee yeah. Hammond's the, the name. I think I saw it on Instagram. Sorry, there's so many fights. The amateur scene is just exploding of new names here and there who are really really good yeah so, i know that's what I, meant, I was saying before it's hard to keep up with them i try to sound like an idiot when i say who is this person i remember the name from somewhere god who is i, I, I will that's tell you. who is this person i will tell you lee hammond fought in the imfs a bunch of times got silver medal wasn't happy with that went back until he got gold medal so he's a, a gold medalist world champion in the imfs uh, not only that, he uh, competes in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, has multiple medals in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu as well, um, no gi and gi competitions. Um, then it seemed like the, 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 with the lockdowns and stuff, there was no MMA going on. So he decides to take a professional kickboxing fight, which he wins. Um, and because of taking that professional fight, he could not go back to competing in amateur. So then he had to go professional in MMA as well. Has his first professional fight. Uh, wins as well by knockout. Um, and that was in November last year. So just November last year, he turned pro. Um, and now, yeah, he's in uh, Bellator fighting uh, a guy from England, Jamie Hay. Which I think is a padded fighter. I want to say that on record, he is 2-0. And the two fighters that he fought was at the Full Contact Contenders, FCC, which is a promotion known to hire cans. Uh, <laughs> and if you guys want to check that out, you can you can check that at the uh, Only Cans page on the on Instagram. The, the two fighters that he fought, one was 0-7, and, and the other one was 0-5. So he has two victories against against O twelve combined record of his opponents. Um, so yeah, whatever that says about him. Uh, where the guy that Lee Hammond fought and knocked him out in the first fight, the guy was four and zero. So four and zero fighter, you know. So he took on a four and zero fighter. Um, that had like four wins and four finishes uh, for his first fight. And yeah, Lee Hammond knocked him out. So yeah, this guy's the real deal. So that's going to be the first fight of Bellator. That's how it opens at 6 p.m. 
So make sure you tune in to watch this guy fighting. Yeah. And then uh, after just... that... Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Hmm. Uh, so let me just get Lee's information up on my tablet. His mm-hmm. fight record. You're, you, it's only 1-0 because he only had his pro debut in November. So he's only 1-0 as a pro. Okay, but all right, okay, I see. Right? He's 1-0 because right. he just turned pro. If you want to look at his amateur, uh, he has 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. 15 wins and 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 losses. 16 wins, 5 losses as an amateur. That's fucking awesome. 20-plus fights as an amateur. And again, not only got silver medal, he also went and got the gold medal at the IMS. Yeah, I can see there's way more green than there is of reds or draws or whatever. So his amateur record looks as in really promising to go on to, to be a pro. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then the the, the, the other thing you can look is uh, his BJJ record um, if you want. But yeah, this is MMA anyway. But again, like achievement-wise, he has lots of achievements in the BJJ. He then took that fight in kickboxing because he wanted to see where his striking was at, um, which he won. Then his MMA debut, he gets a, a knockout. So his striking is there. His Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is there. He's an MMA fighter. Let's go. Training under John Kavanagh at the SBG Ireland. Uh, yeah, this guy's the shit. So, yeah. SBG. And, 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 yeah. And by the way, let's just say Jamie, unprofessional dude, missed weight. The only fighter that missed weight in the whole Bellator card. Come on, dude. What are you doing? Anyway, carry on. Uh, SB, <laughs> SBJ, they seem to uh, be making, they, what's the word I can use? They seem to be producing a lot of the uh, the Irish talent. I think Kieran oh, yeah, Clark think. came from that. Came from there. Conor McGregor, it needs no introduction. He came from there, and now this guy Lee Hammond. I'm learning about. Um, so the that... hooligan Hulahan as well. Uh, he used to fight in the UFC. He, he, him, and John were the two guys that started the SPG gym, and then they had a fallen out, and and that's why Paddy went and got his own gym. Um, that was called uh, SPG uh, 24. Um, and then they decided to change the name to Hulahan Martial Arts. So when you hear of that gym, which is where Shauna Bannon comes from, Shauna Bannon is the girl that's headlining Cage Legacy. She's going to have her pro debut. And she was headlining the previous Cage Legacy. She trains under Paddy. Paddy is the guy that used to train with John Kavanaugh. They, they together formed the SPG. The SPG squad, yeah. You just said another name, but you just what you just said another name or another number of names. So I'd like now I'd like to get onto the show. As I said, this podcast <laughs> thing, it's it's not as easy as it may look from the outside. <laughs> You've really got to keep yeah, um keep on it twenty four seven. Yep. Um, but let's let's uh let's just go through through the card. So you have Lee Hammond first. The next fight is then Nathan Kelly against Scott Patterson. I've seen Scott Patterson fighting at Cage Warriors. So he's a Cage Warriors veteran. Um, record of one and two. I wasn't impressed with his fights, right? Um, I'll just say that. 
I've seen Nathan Kelly, uh, Nathan Kelly fighting twice um, at the Clan Wars. Nine-second knockout. But but just to rewind, this guy is a black belt in jiu-jitsu, and he's like one of the youngest ever black belts in jiu-jitsu in Ireland. He was like a black belt at the age of like 21. Mm-hmm. Um, so this guy comes into martial arts with the grappling, you know, level, super high level. Um, also goes on the IMFs, gets like silver medal and all this and that. Turns pro, doesn't have the best start. Starts with like two losses. Uh, and then he goes on a three, three win streak where one was a submission and then two knockouts in a row, which goes to show that his striking is like, again, catching up with his, with his grappling. He got a nine-second knockout that happened like right in front of me as I was cage side at Clan Wars. Um, he was fighting a Mai Tai guy, a guy that's like really known for his striking, knocks him the fuck out. The guy goes like L, stiff, falls backwards. Like, yeah, you're out, nine seconds. And then he goes and fights Shamrock. Shamrock, 6-0 and fighter, all by finish. He had six wins, six, six finishes, one knockout, five submissions. That was for the featherweight title of Clan Wars. He beats the guy down in, I think it was a minute, a minute and a half, something like that, against the cage, TKO. Um, yeah, like, that was, like, amazing to watch. Um, and now he gets the call to the Bellator. So, again, another SPG Ireland uh, prospect that has been in the local circuit, done his thing, um, and now, yeah, and now he's going on to Bellator. So, mm. really great guy. Keep an eye on. Um, so, what was I going to say? Yeah. Um, you want me so, to <laughs> I think you said you were expecting a phone call from is it um um your wife? But okay, whilst we're still talking about better sort the um cage side thing, the streaming, and I asked you, and I asked you about the um streaming thing whether you'd be allowed to stream, and um I did mention to you that if um if you had to, if I had to watch the whole thing through the BBC, knowing how left wing they are, they might center some of the really really gruesome stroke stro- good parts, you know. Where I fight to make break a leg. Has that ever happened? Have you ever seen that happening? What I mean, where they get injured on the, or what I mean through watching a sports event through the BBC or Sky Sports. This is an event live, right? This is yeah. like football happening live, and somebody breaks a leg in football. Not, Have I you ever get, seen not, any, not, anybody not, censoring not, anything? Well, not necessarily, but because of the way Does things, I know this, no, no. Hold on, just hear me out. Because of how left wing oh, these news corporations are, the, how these broadcasting corporations, especially here in the UK, they censor a lot of the gruesome bits that people be offended by. You know, so that's what I'm saying. The experience I but had. There's nothing AFS, to be offended. Like, no, like, I, I, on, you're, right, you're right. You're right. Because I think, because I think that, that there's there's a, a misconception, I guess. Like, if they were that left wing or whatever bullshit politics thing. They would never hire Bellator to go on their channel. Like they wouldn't even go there, right? If they are paying Bellator to be on their channel, they know everything that's going to come from that. They know fighters' curse on the interviews sometimes. 
They know, yes, you can break your leg, arm, whatever. You can get choked in conscience. Like, you can die on the ring, God forbid, but you can die on the ring. So if you don't want that on your channel, then you don't hire that. If you hire that, then you know what's going to come with it. So I don't, I, I didn't understand that argument. That no, 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 I, 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 I get that. I do. What I'm saying is that in the past several years, especially since this Brexit and since Donald Trump was um, elected as the US president, um, mm-hmm. seeing how things have been, how, how the media has been portraying certain information, whether it is entertainment, soap opera, sports, you know, I've noticed that certain things are taken out, they're removed. So when I said to you, um, an injury, someone getting an injury, like my experience at AFS, my first cage side fight watching cage side, there's a lot of, the experience I had watching the fight as it was happening right in front of me without a screen there is completely different to watching it through recording through a, a TV program like the BBC or Sky Sports or, or ESPN or Showtime. So knowing a lot of UK um, broad, uh, news news corporation and sports networks over here, how left-wing they are, how they have censored things before very recently in the past, it was my suspicion that was something like Bellator, they might do something like that as well. Because I think you your suspicion it. is incorrect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's incorrect and, and not only is it incorrect, like it's, it's being streamed live. You can't censor things live. Uh, like there's a delay on the feed, yes, but like it's never going to happen. And, and again, if they don't want that on their network, they just wouldn't hire the show to be on their network. There's a reason why they want Bellator on there. And the reason why is because it's the second biggest show in the world as far as MMA goes. Um, and it brings a lot of attention to, to the BBC iPlayer. That's why they got that deal with the BBC iPlayer. So anybody in the UK can go on the BBC iPlayer and get the show for free. Um, and that way, they obviously in return get BBC iPlayer downloads and all that stuff. Um, and they get paid with their adver- advertising and subscription models and all that shit that goes on um, on that. Hold it. So the the uh, M- the MMA promotion. So I can just understand how it works. The companies such as Bellator, One Championship, or the UFC, they would approach the broadcasting company, or does a broadcasting company approach them? Because I thought that the fighting promoter would need uh, a medium to to broadcast their events and their content. So is it the fights the the promotions? the promoter approaches the TV company or the TV company approaches the promoter? Um, I am not entirely sure <laughs> as to how that happens, but in, from what I know from football, for example, yeah. uh, the channels, they literally fight for it and whoever pays the most money gets the deal to stream uh, the game. Okay, yeah. And they make their money on the back end. I see. So I imagine it's... T- like some sort of the same uh, kind of deals that go on with um, like like U- UFC. BT Sports has the right to stream the UFC, right? And if you want to watch it, you, you have to pay yeah, for that course, yeah. channel, right? And there's no way around it. But say that it's a, an open market and, and like anybody can, I don't know, like ESPN is fighting for it, Sky Sports is fighting for it, BT is fighting for it. And whoever pays the UFC the most money gets it, right? They yeah. got the rights to 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 to, um, to stream the event. So I imagine it's the same shit with Bellator and any other show, to be fair. Um, so BBC iPlayer got the rights to do it in the UK. 
uh, Virgin Media has the rights to do it in Ireland and anybody else in the world, whether you're in Portugal, Brazil, China, whatever, you go on YouTube and the event is being streamed live on YouTube. But if your location is set to the UK, then you can't see it on YouTube. You have to go to the BBC iPlayer. Yeah, uh, and if your location is in Ireland, same shit, you have to go. Yeah. Uh, it's just all very easy to go around just by getting a VPN service and you can, mm. you know, <laughs> change your location to another country and there you go. You can go on YouTube and, and do that. But what's the point if you can get it for free no. and actually contribute towards Bellator and like as a fan, for example, I pay for the UFC fight pass, right? So I know that, okay, they, they get my money. My money is going towards paying these fighters. Not, not just me, but millions of people around the world pay for it. Yeah. So yeah. I know that I'm, I'm contributing towards these fighters' pay and uh, all that. And it's the same thing. If you're in the UK, you should be going to the BBC player. So you're giving your contribution to Bellator. And if you're in Ireland, same thing, Virgin Sports. Um, yeah, so that they have a reason to come back and hire ballots or whenever the, the contract is over, they're like, okay, we got a good return on investment. We want to deal with these guys again mm. and keep going. Yeah. Okay, it's a bit of a lesson for me there. Um, just to know how the financial and the media side of things work. No, that's good to know. All right, yeah. now. <laughs> The, Shall we go up uh, the card? Pardon? Shall we go up the card? Because there's a few other fighters that I need to shout out here. Oh, sure, sure. In the sure like, Because you probably are not aware of some of the fighters, so um, I'll let you know. There's a guy called Gokan. He's fighting in the third one. It's a heavyweight fight. The guy's 6-1, and one, and I think he has like five or six finishes as a heavyweight. This guy, knowing how shallow the UFC heavyweight division is as soon as his Bellator contract is over I'm pretty sure this guy is going to get snatched to go into the UFC um, after that you have Dara Kelly Owen O making his pro debut and this is a name you want to remember okay Dara Kelly saw this guy fighting at Clan Wars a few times he was 9-0 as an amateur 9 finishes right this guy never went the distance, and he was the number one ranked uh, featherweight in UK and Ireland. He's making his pro debut, also coming out of SPG Ireland. So he's going to fight Junior Morgan, who's 3-0. and So this guy has the balls to step in there with somebody who's 3-0. and um, And this guy comes from the Manchester top team, which is where mm-hmm. Lee Murphy from the UFC fights, Mo- Mokaev, who's now in the UFC as well. Uh, so this guy is like a proper test for his first fight and uh, yeah, Dara Kelly, remember the name after that you have Danny McCormack, again another undefeated fighter from the SPG Ireland, she's 5-0 strawweight um, she knowing, knowing like how, how shallow the Bellator uh, strawweight division is um, she's, yeah, she's going to get snatched to the UFC soon I'm sure. Um, after that, you have obviously uh, Brett uh, Brett Jones coming from Wales. 
Uh, he trains under uh, Richard Shore. Uh, so he trains with guys like, uh, you know, Jack Shore, UFC undefeated fighter. Um, let me just check. The guy's like 17 and three. Yeah. Uh, he has been in the UFC. Um, yeah. Pro- proper, proper fighter. He's going against a guy who's 8 and 0 undefeated um, called Purshed Kakhorov, if I'm pronouncing that right. After that, we have Jarno Lugo coming from the US. I've been following this guy since he was 5 and 0, had him on the podcast. Um, and he's now coming over to Ireland. So I'm not going to meet him in person, which is kind of cool. Uh, that I had them on the podcast before <laughs> from watching his fights in the US. Mm. And now he decides to take on Brian Moore, which is like an Irish veteran of uh, uh, mixed martial arts, 14 and 8. And Jorna Lugo mm. is 7 and 0. Right? Yeah, no losses it's like, at all. There's a huge... huh? No losses at all for Lugo. No, no, no. Yeah, so this guy's an undefeated prospect, and prospect is my thing, right? Prospect MMA podcast. So uh, I've been following this guy. Um, he's coming in there. like This is like a proper test to his skills. Brian Moore is like no joke. This guy comes in to kill you. He likes to get into those bloody fights. You know, like he's in there to take damage, unleash damage. And, and yeah, one of us is going home in a stretch. He's, signi- <laughs> stretch. But he's, stretch. he's significantly <laughs> older than Lugo, though. If that would mean anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. Old breed versus new breed kind of thing. Um, after that, you have uh, Kazam, Mago, Matt, Sharipov, whatever. Six and no, Russia uh, against <laughs> Joseph Sanchez. Uh, Eleven oh, and one. You know, just, just the name. Sorry, just the name for yes. the um for Kazan where he's from, Russia. Oh God! You know who's gonna win. You know who's gonna win out of that fight. Just uh, when just one takedown is all it takes, and the fight's over. Yeah. Dagestani, Dagestani dude. But Jose Sanchez, uh, eleven and one. He has uh, several finishes uh, on his record. Uh, a co- combination of stoppages and submissions. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll probably win, but we'll see. Then we have Kieran Clark going in. Um, as a 4 0 undefeated prospect uh, against Abu Tokara, who's 7 2. Abu has doubled the amount of fights that, that Kieran has. Kieran, this is going to be his fifth fight. This is going to be Abu 10th uh, fight. So, so yeah. Um, Kieran has two finishes out of four. He has been like a bronze medalist, silver medalist in the IMAS. He had like over 20 fights. Um, as an amateur, so again, awesome prospect. Liam McCourt, Queen of the North versus Queen of the South. That's the way that I'm marketing this fight. Leah is from Belfast, Sinead is from Dublin. Who's going to be the Queen of Ireland at the end of the day? Who the fuck knows? But I hope Liam McCourt can take it and that this brings her closer to that title contention. Uh, so since Sinead just fought for the title against Chris Cyborg, she lost. Um, if Leah can beat the number one contender, she becomes then seven and one, uh, which is like seven wins in a row. That would pretty much put her in line to fight for that title after. 
So we'll see what, what happens. And then, and then again, another prospect in the main event, Austin Vanderford, 11 and 0. He's, he's, he's mainly known as the Paige Van Zang husband, right? Yes, because she has <laughs> only fans now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so 11 and 0, huge wrestling background in this guy. He takes you down, he winds out that fight. Um, again, Gagar Musasi, no joke, legend of a guy. Been watching him for years and years and years in the UFC, uh, Strike Force. Uh, Bellator, so like it's going to be like such a cool thing to, 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 to meet this guy in person after like so many years of watching him on the telly, right? Um, he's like 48, 7 and 2, like how do you add that up? That, 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 that's like 57 professional yeah. fights. Even though how there's the seven losses there. Do you fight yeah. for 57 times like, ah, oh my god. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's yeah, I mean, like even insane. though there's seven losses, there's four, there's 48 wins to make up for all of that. You might as well put us 48 yeah. and zero. Bloody so hell. The, 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 the seven losses, uh, one of them is against uh, Uriah Hall, uh, which is still active in the UFC. Uh, Rafael Lovato Jr., uh, that was in the, in the Bellator already, and that was by uh, decision. Um, yeah, like... It, Lyoto Machida is one of his losses, again, by decision. Um, well, Fedor Emelianenko. Uh, so, like, this guy has been, like, everywhere, you know? Um, yeah, this guy's been fighting since 2003. That's 20 years. He is, Next what, 36, year, he's 36 pushing 37 this year. Man. Yeah, so, like, he started before he was 18, you know? Like, this guy is, like, yeah. He's a legend. He's a legend of the sport. Super stoked to see him fighting in person. Um, yeah, so that's all I had to say about Bellator. We can now move on. People watching this now know who to keep an eye on. You better get this episode out before Bellator, right? No, of course. Oh, once we're done, I'm gonna. <laughs> no, you you Press can laugh, you but you you can laugh, but there's a seriousness behind it because the show, Bellator usually they host the events typically on a Friday. Because the UFC usually mm-hmm. hosts their events on the Saturday. So I'm going to try and get this out yep. latest by 7 p.m. Uh, by the end of today, being Thursday, what, the 24th of February, 2022. So, yeah, yes. no, I'm going to get it out at least 24 hours before the Bellator show starts. Um, 100%. So, great. I clearly need to do... I should have done a lot more then research. Then you want to talk about UFC, right? <laughs> no, don't worry about the research, because that's why you got me. I'll keep you right, and I'll tell you what you need to know. And now you know what you need to know. Yeah, we shouldn't always be like that because I should. I mean, I once get into this business of doing a mixed martial arts, mixed martial arts podcast, and so I should do my own, have my own, um, uh, my own stuff to say, that's not just why, asking, questioning you every single time. That's why you got a co-host, right? <laughs> yes, yes. That's why true. you got a co-host because, like, if you are like me and like, and I do my podcast solo, and I I just have my guest. Then I have to do the research for, for my guest, right? And that makes sense. But when it's like a host, co-host, and it's just two friends talking about MMA, then as long as one of us knows the answer, then I guess it's it's okay, right? We don't no. have like a Jamie, like Joe Rogan, that can like Google shit while we're 
going on about it. <laughs> so no, we have to do that good. ourselves, you know. But yeah, yeah. The UFC, right. not UFC, just the fight see. card, but um, should am I that interested in the fight? Cause, I mean, all I can say is that the Bobby Green fight with him and Michael Trevor, I mean, the, the last fight. No? <laughs> Let's just go there. It's a fucking disaster. Let's yeah, I think of course Makachev will take the win easy again, just like his um fellow brother. He's gonna be first on the card uh, at Bellator. Again, it's just one take down. Those guys just when they, they once they get you on the ground, that's you you're never gonna get back up and, until they until they until they say so yeah, or like, let you get back up. Yeah, like, uh all it takes is one takedown, they've they've got the win in the bag. Um, and I see that I see that fight going this way. Whenever it's one of the Dagestani guys, um, has been fighting as someone, I always say they're going to win because I, I think you're, when it comes to ground game and stand up, ground game usually is a lot harder to do than stand up because stand up you can actually get you can get out. With a ground game, your opponent has you pinned to the floor to the ground, and he can keep you there. And once they've got you pinned down, that's going to be hard for you to defend yourself and so on. But on the other side of the coin, all it takes is one punch or one kick on yeah, the bottom, so. and that's you out. So that's the other side of the coin here. Yeah. It's much that. easier for me to catch you with just one punch and one kick than for you to take me down and grind out a whole fight. All it takes is like one second. One second, I connect, you're out, that's it. Good night. You know? So that's the that's the difference between them two. That's that also with with Bobby Green and, Alec, and Al La Quinta. It was just one knockout yes. out of nowhere. La Quinta just went down. It was done. Um, Bay with this fight, I, I still see the uh, Dagestani, the Russian, taking the win. That's how it's always been, especially with Khabib and all the other guys behind him. You know. But here's the narrative, right? Uh, Islam's coach is saying, "Oh, after this win, title shot." Uh, Fuck him and then fuck Islam with all due respect. Uh, no, no. You were supposed to fight Daniel Darius for the number one spot. And that's who you still need to fight to find out who's going to fight for the belt after. Um, now it's just in Gaethje, So it's not like we, we need to rush this straight away. But after Islam beats Bobby, which he, he is probably going to, like if I had to bat the house, I would on Islam um, once he beats Bobby and again okay hats off to Bobby for stepping up blah 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 um, like yes you're a cool dude you're an exciting fighter um, yeah like but I don't expect him to win this fight especially not on 10 days notice or whatever like mm. no you want to go against Islam have a full training camp yeah yeah wrestle yeah. the fuck on your trading camp and, and, and be ready for that fight. Don't just take a long time. Days That's just stupid. Oh, oh he um, actually took a yeah. short notice. Yeah, because he just fought like two weeks ago. Oh, yes, yes, you know, he did. Forgive yeah. me, yes, yes. He, he just fought yes, like two weeks ago. Um, so he even said that he went from 155 to 185. So the guy put on like 30 pounds after that fight. And now he's having to cut weight again in 10 days. I coach weight cuts for fighters. I know how draining it is um, to cut weight. To do it once every three months. Never mind to do it once, and then you have to do it again 10 days later. This guy has not recovered from his weight cut at that fight. I can tell you that right now, 100%. 
and he's going to do it again. So he has now 30 pounds to cut between the moment that he got a call and said yes to now to make weight for that fight. So it's going to be interesting to see, can he make weight? Is he going to miss? Because uh, like he could be a gangster and be like, fuck the weight. I'm just going to give him a portion of my purse and get in there and be like the bigger guy and just be like fully recovered from that previous fight two weeks ago um, and try and box the fuck out of uh, Islam. He could do that, which would be like awesome. And he would completely spin the narrative. But if he's going to be professional and try and make weight, he's going to fuck himself over by trying to do two weight cuts. And we saw the same shit happening with Tony Ferguson mm-hmm. when he done that weight cut that he didn't need to. And then he had to go and do it again for Justin Gaethje. And his performance completely went down the drain. So, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, it's not an exciting event for me. Uh, yeah, I suspect it's the event that I'm going to get up at 3 o'clock in the morning to make sure that I'm watching it or whatever time, you know. Um, it's been said for the past couple of months, maybe the past couple of years, the UFC now is just, it's probably just by sheer luck or chance that they may put on a fight that turned out to be really entertaining whereas other promotions what i've seen have actually been putting on events that are entertaining and are really good and a lot of that a lot of their talents really talented and they're entertaining to watch but unfortunately they don't yet have the name name value and on a wider scale the promoter themselves they don't have the name value yet as high as much as an organization such as that for ufc has so you know they don't get that recognition and respect for for being as good as they are. Yeah. Um, so the other UFC. I just want to give UFC. a shout out as well to to uh, Wellington Thurman. So the guy is the co-main event. He's going to fight against uh, Misha Kirkunov. Kirkunov. Kirkun. Fuck. Kirkunov. Yeah, Kirkunov. I think. Uh, I had I had Wellington Thurman on the podcast. Uh, really nice guy. Um, yeah, just want to give a shout out to him. He's 17 and 5. He's now training with Glover Teixeira and uh, Alex Pereira uh, at the Teixeira MMA um, Academy. Yeah, I think, I think, and I wish him good luck uh, on his co-main event. It's the first time he's co-main eventing in his career in the UFC. So, yeah. Shout out to him. Besides that, get Besides that, there's just a Ignacio Bahamondes. He's in the prelims. That guy had a viral spinning back kick knockout in the last three seconds of the round of a fight that he was losing, and uh, he pulls a spinning back kick, and he lands, and the guy falls stiff to the ground. Um, I have the viral knockout on my feed if you guys want to go watch it. Um, and then obviously Terrence McKinney, uh, 11 and three, great prospect as well. Knockout power in his hands. Um, yeah, those are the, the prospects that I'm keeping an eye on for this card. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just want to get the names of those people up on my tablet. So is that for the, for the UFC fight on Saturday? Yes. You just you just type UFC. Ah, fuck. UFC oh, yeah, Vegas yeah. 48. 
you just type UFC card and then it comes up UFC fight night, night Makachev versus Green and you get the full card. Yeah. Okay. Now the other topic relates to the UFC that I want to talk about and okay, I know you like to keep things positive for on the mixed martial arts scene or the combat sporting scene. The John mm-hmm. Jones tweet, the the latest one, that um, I think he said his ex-wife, no, no, his fiance has now left him or so. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, good on her, man, for walking away. Uh, like, really good on her for walking away yeah. um, from, obviously, an abusive relationship. Uh, and I think John needs this. John needs to reassemble himself mentally more than anything, reevaluate his life, step out and see, you know, all the fucking wrong that he's doing and, and, and fix himself. And hopefully we see John turning his life around. Like, I'm a huge John Jones fan. He's, yeah, I think he's my number two favorite fighter. Are you be, are you serious? Are you being generally certainly say that? Even after everything, yeah, because yeah. for me it's like you say that hopefully this can compel him to reevaluate his whole life and what he's been doing, how he's been, been behaving. Um, yeah, I, for me, I always thought that the best way to do that maybe is to have him cut from the UFC. And I know you're gonna you're going to say that's never going to happen because Dana White sees him as like Conor McGregor sees him as one of his his um, golden boys as in one of his cash cows. Okay, but I think yeah, if you if you did that as in if you if you actually hit someone somebody with a punishment that will actually hurt them and actually compel them to change, then yeah. that is when you're going to see them change. I mean, his fiance walking away from him might be might be let's say a stepping stone to to him changing to that happening but I don't think it's going to go all the way I think he still needs something more yeah like uh, whenever whenever you're asking if I'm being genuine yes I am like I, I literally was that guy that, that went back and watched all the UFCs until I caught up with the present and the present in 2010 was John Jones debut in the UFC so I've seen him having his first fight in the UFC. I've seen his whole rising um, into, you know, title contention, smashing Shogun Rua, walking through all the names that he walked through, his falls. Like, I've watched the whole thing. And as a fan, I can separate the person from the fighter. And I think a lot of people can do that. And they judge the person and they put the fighter together in the same bag and and uh, yeah, they just judge the whole thing together where I can literally say he is my second favorite fighter of all time, if not the first. Um, it's a toss between him and Anderson Silva. Uh, I've named one of my kids after Anderson Silva, so I guess <laughs> Anderson gets it. Gets the number one, uh, John Jones number two. Um, but yeah, like we all have problems outside our life. I have problems in my life outside what people see in the podcasting and shit. So I can only imagine somebody with that much money that they can literally be drunk every day, all day, and not have to worry about money, be high all day, every day if they want, and they don't have to worry about money. Emmanuel, Emmanuel, hold let me stop you there. There's many people, okay, look at um, 
a good example that you may say you can't compare. Look at GSP. I'm sure he, in his childhood, his adolescence and his, in his early adulthood, he was bullied a lot by a lot of people. He was bullied tremendously. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm sure that even, and one thing I have to say, okay, many people may not know this, and it's something, of course, you try to make a sub story about, or, you know, try to bitch around. But I was, you know, I did, I was bullied a lot in school, um, even sometime, even at, outside of school. But, one of the things that taught me is that you don't treat people the way you do, wouldn't like to be treated. You like, you treat people with due respect. So of course, you, you know, depending on how they treat you, it will obviously influence how you treat them in return. And that stayed with me for the rest for much of my life and into my, into my adulthood. But mm-hmm. someone like GSP, who was a very successful mixed martial artist, and he's considered to be one of the, the um, best MMA fighters of all time. Um, I'm sure he had problems, he had issues, and he has never, you've never ever heard any negative media about that guy at all. It's always been mainly what's been happening in the cage and other projects and other films he's been, he's done a while. So he's been, or so are you implying that everybody has to be equal? What I'm saying is that why do some people, equal. no, no, like, I, well, you can say that again, yes, especially in John Jones, because he seems to get away with everything he does, and Dana White just sits back and just makes all these dumb, pathetic excuses for him, you know, uh, says that the same night they're going to induct that your fighter into the, your Hall of Fame, he just, the excuse you make is, oh, no, but, 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 but you can to- see, you, you can see as your connection died, Emmanuel, yeah, hold on. Oh, okay, right. Can you see me? No, just your logo. Now I can right. see. Okay, sorry. Right. Yeah, don't know what happened there. Maybe. Yeah. The anyway, uh, 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 I was saying. Um, fuck! What was I saying? What were we yes, saying? No, I was, I was <laughs> oh, talking yeah, about yeah. GSP and oh, John Jones. I was going to say you can see how he gets the Dana White privilege, where. That guy, Julian Pena, or whatever his name is, yes, he yeah. abuses his wife, yeah. he gets fired. John Jones does the same shit. He stays. <laughs> like, okay, cool. Uh, but anyway, like, my point is, it doesn't matter to me much of what happens outside the ring, right? As a fan of MMA, I care of what happens in the ring. So I don't give a shit when people come with, oh, have you seen the tweet? Or have you seen what Conor McGregor did? Or how can you still be a fan? Like, Dude, what he did in the ring to me will stay forever. When you want to talk about MMA, that's what we should talk about, not what happened outside the ring. Uh, if you want to talk about the athlete as a person, then okay, you can bring all those things. But as to what happened in the ring, yeah, there's no discussion. John Jones, the GOAT, uh, he's still the GOAT even though he's not competing. And I think it's going to be a long time until we see somebody else, uh, yeah, taking him. Emmanuel, off the, you, you said you, you said that no human being is perfect, and as human beings, this and that, blah blah blah. Uh, no one's no human beings equal, but as human beings, naturally, we can't separate the two, can we? Not really, because when people I can. think, <laughs> I can, <laughs> I can, like his MMA achievement. This is his MMA achievement. Like, if you want to. Talk to me about what I have accomplished as a Magic the Gathering player, which I play. Like, you can talk about that. And then 
what does that have to do with my personal life? Nothing whatsoever. So I see MMA in the same kind of thing. I competed in chess. The trophies that I got in chess will stay there. So if you want to talk about what I've done in chess, you can talk about that. And that has nothing to do with everything else that I've done. So that has nothing to do with the podcast, for example. It has nothing to do with me being a father of four or whatever. So like people need to separate things, right? We are not perfect. Most fighters have mental problems. Um, again, not making no excuses for John. That's why I'm saying good on his fiance for walking away, even though she's like with a guy that's like shit loaded of money and everything else going for him. And um, yeah, that's what I think he needs. Yeah, let me push you. Let me press you just slightly, a little bit more. We haven't, oh, and this probably goes to something else that we could, we, we could be wrapping up with. He's walked through all those fighters, like you said. But what about um, while he was walking through those fighters, there was the issue of steroids and all these banned substances that he was using. Even to this day. They're all on steroids. Like, huh? They're all on steroids. In the good words of uh, Nick Diaz. <laughs> These motherfuckers are all on steroids, yeah. You're right. You're, okay, you're right. But the thing is, when you're caught, that's when you're on steroids. When you're not caught, it's like, mm, are you on steroids? Are you not on steroids? The thing is, when you're caught doing something, like that's when it seems like, yes, yeah, so it, it kind of like, it kind of, it tarnishes you forever, more or less. Yeah. But if, if, you, no. but if you're not caught. Once you understand steroids, and that's a conversation for another day, to try, <laughs> but once you understand steroids, Okay. Uh, like, have you had coffee this morning? No, I had a cup of tea instead. Okay, so you are taking a performance-enhancing drug right now. Have you had eight hours sleep last night? No, just about three hours. I I did. So I have a performance-enhancing drug in me against you. So if me and you are going to fight, you have three hours sleep, I have eight. I have a performance-enhancing effect in my body that, that you don't. I had coffee. I have a performance-enhancing effect in my body that you don't. And the list goes on. Have, am I hydrated versus dehydrated? I have performance-enhancing uh, effect versus you, and so on, and so on, and so on. So once you understand this, and you understand what steroids can do for you and what they can't do for you, and like, yeah. It's not it's not as bad or as good as the, the as the media um yeah makes it out to be. So but like sport... what, go on, go on, go on. But what, what, what John Jones was caught with versus John Jones fully natural, uh he would still be able to do the things that he did fully natural versus what he was caught with. So what he was caught with never gave him the skill to beat the guys that he did, you know, he never gave him the experience that he had as a, you know, wrestler going through high school and so on. Those are skills. And, and he never gave him like his body type, the length that he is, the, how much is like the reach that, that he has over, over other people. Those things you don't get from steroids, right? So understand that all the effort that he put through all the hours in the gym, all the wrestling matches that he had, his MMA experience, that's all down to his effort and hours of training. So 
and and just because you decide to take steroids to be one percent better or ten percent better than your opposition, uh, yeah, in my opinion, that will not tarnish fuck all, especially considering like if everybody else is doing it as well, then it's not cheating. You just been caught cheating, um, and and then there's another argument. If you're not really cheating, then you're not really trying hard enough to win the game, right? <laughs> so yeah, you know, opinions. I'm gonna have to go, right? Because 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 uh, I really need to go here. Um, yeah. So if you want to wrap, wrap it up or, no, or or say your thoughts on that, uh, no, my, and, my and, thoughts. My thoughts is that, you know, you, you look at him, I mean, the guy has, despite his um, good record in mixed martial arts, especially as a pro fighter in the UFC, there's still the issue of the steroids, even though it's cleared every single time I have. And if you ask someone like uh, Daniel Cromier, his, one of his biggest rivals or biggest uh, nemesis in the sport, he will, he will absolutely, uh, you know what he'll say, you know how still, he still feels about the whole thing. Because I remember one of the fights he was supposed to fight with, have with John Jones, Dana White actually went to the back to the backstage room and told him that Jones tested positive and DC was so so annoyed and pissed. He even cried because he yeah. trained and prepared so hard so hard for that fight. Yeah. Um, so so I mean I do I do get that, but still naturally people's opinions that if you've been caught with steroids, it's always a negative outlook that they have on the whole situation, especially for the athlete that's been caught red-handed, more or less. So you understand, you yes, know what yeah. I mean. Um well, what I mean is if John Jones is clean and steps there with Daniel Cormier, he's still going to beat the fuck out of Daniel Cormier. Like, it's not going to change the outcome of the fight. You understand that? Yeah, no, I do, I do get that, yeah. So if those two fighters fight a hundred times, John Jones is still going to beat him maybe 95, 90-95 of the times. Um, and, and Daniel Cormier is going to beat him five to ten times in those 100 fights. Uh, and that's with steroids or without steroids. Like the number is going to go from losing 90 times to maybe losing 95 times. Okay. So you're still going to lose most of the time. Yeah. No, so. I do understand. Um, it's just yeah. the privilege, you know, you see how he has always been given the, you know, um, given, been given so much slack and look at the Lou, the Lou Pena situation. Lou Pena even told the UFC and Dana White, look, I've got these mental health issues, so please help me. And instead of helping him, they got rid of him. But John Jones, yeah. there's a whole history of doing, of misbehaving and bad, just BS. And he has always, but again, always gone Lou, away Lou with Pena, it. Like the UFC can carry on without him forever. Really, John Jones is the name that draws running. So... Uh, I've said yeah. this. I've said this before, and I said this to Dre Miley when I had them on the show last. I said this, yeah. to David. I think the only thing left now for John Jones to do, whether by the UFC and Dana White, will get rid of him. Maybe is attempted murder. Something that drastic, that heinous. I know you're looking at me like I'm crazy, or what the hell am I talking about? But he's yeah. done so many things. No, he's UFC a fighter. He he literally trains to kill people, and it's up to the referee to stop him from killing somebody. So I'm just thinking, yeah, that would not be outside the realm of possibilities that he, A, kills himself, suicide after having this slowdown, uh, or two, kill somebody else over being on this slowdown situation. So uh, no, it's not outside the realm of possibilities. Hopefully he doesn't do it. Hopefully that doesn't happen. Um, but again, time will tell. And again, I sincerely hope that he can get back on the horse 
train again, come back as a heavyweight, smash the fuck out of everybody as a heavyweight, fight against Francis Ngannou, and 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 yeah, and then we will see what the fuck's going to happen there. So all yeah, right, that's my the way. conversation for steroids. Yeah, and I really would like to have that conversation with you. You have to probably postpone it to another episode, another time. Um, guys, yeah, if you did enjoy the show, please don't forget to leave a like and please don't forget to subscribe to the channel. And you can also, um, my co-host, my guest, Emmanuel from Prospects MMA, you can find this link in the comment section, in the description section uh, below. Um, he will be at cage side at Bellator 275 tomorrow in Dublin at the Free Arena. And um, yeah, um, the audio, the audio, um, God, the audio recordings for the podcast will also be available on Spotify, iTunes, and on Google, as well as other pl- platforms as well. So, um, Emmanuel, uh, thank you so much, and hopefully see you again next week. Oh, before I let you go, can you give me a smile just for for the uh, the collage for the thumbnail? <laughs> that's, that's fine. All right. Till next time, yeah? <laughs> Take care. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bro. <laughs> Thank you. Have a good one. See ya. <laughs>